Hey, how's it going? This year, I have decided to embark on a journey. A strange journey. And I like that idea. I like that idea of something strange, a little different. And I decided to combine two of my favorite hobbies. That is paddling, specifically in outrigger canoes, and vinyl records. Yes, so what am I going to do? Well, as the name of the video sort of implies, we're going to be listening to some vinyl. Now, where are we going to be listening to that vinyl? Well, in strange places. We're going to be doing on this bad boy right here. My new portable record player. Hey, look at that. Your mother ate my dog. The podcast, episode 42. Welcome back, everybody. So exciting. Hello, hello. It's always exciting when I can talk to my good friend, Jesse. Hi. Hey. Uh, this week was a Jesse movie. Dark City. Yes, a sir. movie nobody has ever heard of before. This will do great um, on TikTok. I think lots of people have heard this movie. Yeah, but I hadn't. So, oh right, that's yeah. that's how I how how I take it. That's Fair that's enough. where I take it from mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, 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 you are number one in your world. Now, Jesse, this is the part of the podcast where I ask you what's going on in your life. Okay, so. uh What's going on? What's up with you these days? Not too much. You say it was such a dread, like you dread this part of the the recording. This is the worst part of the podcast, when we talk about each other's lives. Right. Well, we can just, you know, there's not much to say about mine. Nothing really going on. Nothing really going on? Okay, well, I, um, I was on my TV recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on my TV, there's an app where you can watch videos on it. Okay. And I came across a video. Uh, it was a it was a, a hell of a hell of a good laugh, but okay. a respectable laugh, not a laugh we're making fun of. This was a laugh like we're laughing with you, with the person, uh, not at the person who right. was doing it. Um, have you seen any videos that you want to talk about recently or um or no? No, none that I've seen. No. Are you care to enlighten us a little or no, that's fine. Um huh? yeah, it was just um it was just an otter uh dancing a dancing otter video and it was, uh, it was one really of funny. those. One of those, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well yeah, if there's nothing you want to plug, then that's fine with me. Oh, we can just roll on through. Oh, was it? Did it have something to do with like listening to records or something? Or, um, yeah, in, the in like dan- the audience dancing to to music played on a record player. Yeah, from some some like New Zealand artist or something. New Zealand, Rapa Nui, one of those. Yeah, what is what is that? Is Rapa that just an, is that like a band? No, Rapa is that Nui, like a type of music. Rapa Nui is an island. It's it's 
better known as well not better known as also known as Easter Island. I'm sure you've heard sure you've heard of Easter Island. The big heads. Yep. Um Okay. I know Easter Island from uh Geo Wizard cuz he's always like Right. Where is Easter Island and then nobody ever knows where it is. Mhm. Well, it's part of Chile, so that'll put you in the right direction. Right. So if you did watch, I mean, I looked right before we started recording and like your viewer count for this, this short film you made, mm-hmm. um, it keeps increasing. Very impressive. Not too bad. I'm sure I'm you're very happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. That was fun to make. I'm excited to make more. They're pretty easy to film, too. I mean, that one wasn't so much, but from here on out, it should be a little easier. Um, I do have one suggestion. Okay. I don't know how practical this is, but you're filming this on your phone, right? Yeah. Um, if you, because you had an idea where perhaps you go into a kind of an enclosed space and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, how I don't know how practical that would be with a phone. Right. So my suggestion is like one of those lapel mics, mics that go on your mm-hmm. so like you could you could film it that way, but then it also we could hear um hear more clearly what you're saying. And then also the the music. The record, yeah. Yeah, I knew that that was like people probably weren't be going to be able to hear it. And I was just like, I had a day free and I was like, I'm just going to go record it. And with the equipment that I own, and that's what I made. I mean, I think with the being in the middle of the ocean, nobody was really expecting to hear the music in the video. But we saw that you was you could hear the music and you yes, were enjoying it. And that's yes. all that matters. Yes. And if you listen closely, you can hear like three seconds of audio of the record, but you really have to be listening. Copyright strike. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. It's always fun to to do creative stuff. I thought it was a pretty unique idea, so I was kind of happy about it. Yeah, very, very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those oxymorons. Wait. Maybe not an oxymoron. Uh, very unique would be uh, one of those uh, double negatives. Mm. I don't know what I'm saying. Me, me neither, to be honest. Well, I rarely so do. Like you, you just say unique. You don't need the word. The word very. I see. Superfluous. This is super superfluous adjective. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I have nothing planned for this episode. Sometimes um, those are our best, you know. I think we're gonna we're gonna stop doing the follower of the week. What? Why? Um, New Year. Okay. Podcast. That's fine. We can just like. How about all of our followers are the follower of the week? Yeah, you know, maybe once in a while. Maybe like once a month I'll go and do a follower of the month or something and Okay. 
really make it make whatever it cool. Whatever you want to do to to keep the creative juices flowing, whatever's going to make you happy, you know. Yeah, and if our followers of the week, if they're listening and they want to make suggestions on what they'd like to hear, let me know. Let us know. Yeah, post on post it on our social media. Any suggestions, we're we're we'll happily take them. We won't necessarily do them, but we'll happily listen. Uh, so we did Rashomon last week, and it did not do very well um, in the listens department. Mm-hmm. People not really interested in a movie from the 1950s. Oh, which reminds me, I forgot to, I pulled the Jesse and forgot to pick a movie for next week. Oh, well, you know, we'll have 40 more minutes of recording approximately. You can always think of one while we're recording or, you know, it's not the end of the world to think of one tomorrow or something, you know. Um, I, so what I want to do, um, so I picked a movie from 1950 last, last time. And so I want to pick a movie from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So I Googled, I uh, just put it in 1960 into the Google and, um, the autocorrect of something that I've already searched was 1960 good movies, racism. Oh, good. Can't exactly remember Why? Perhaps I was looking for a movie. You were looking for like a more serious topic to maybe talk about. Yeah. Uh, sure. That's, that's the best uh, I can do for you. My searches usually are, are like 1990s weird movie. I, put, I use the word weird a lot in my searches for films. Well, this one was certainly a, a weird movie from the 1950s or 1990s. Mm-hmm. It qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't you went down to your local uh, m- movie store and uh, rented rented this movie and watched sure it? All sure good? did. So give a physical copy of the movie around you right now. Mm-hmm. Now, they only had a director's cut. But right. But from what I understand, all it really does is apparently when uh, the original version or like a theatrical version, I should say, it sort of uh, spoon feeds the uh, viewer a little as to what exactly is going on. Whereas the director's cut apparently leaves things a little bit more ambiguous. But I don't know, maybe you could speak to that a little and assuming you saw the theatrical release. Um, I heard the... I read the same thing that you heard of uh-huh. the director's cut. Um, they made the theatrical release. They made the director uh, tell Kiefer Sutherland to say the things to make things make more sense. Right. But uh, I also watched the director's cut. So. Oh, well, that's great. What, what were um, your first yeah. impre- What are your first impressions? I want to oh. know what you think. We're just talking talking about the movie. Yeah, getting into the movie now. Well, I mean, we just we just spent the last minute talking about it. Mm. My first impressions. Mm-hmm. Well, going into the movie, I had very low expectations because this seemed like another one of those weird sci-fi movies from the nineties. Um. That wasn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what comes to mind, like 
like the haunting sleepy hollow like those kind of late 90s movies yeah that had bad acting and terrible story and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i was pleasantly surprised right with dark city yeah um and i thought that it was not a total waste of time not at all quite interesting in fact definitely a we it was it definitely had a bit of uh elements of some of the movies we've seen already for the for the podcast it made me think of eon flusk uh flux a little with like the renewing of lives sort of thing you remember that right yeah i was kind of like that and it reminded me of the matrix a little but we didn't, we didn't watch that for the podcast but it reminded me of that a little yeah eon flux they had the Oh, spoiler alert. They had the dome in Eon Flux. Yeah. That they like broke, she broke out of into the world. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the city, the floating city, um, that they used sledgehammers to break a wall to open up into space. Yep. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that are actually pretty similar to that movie. The Matrix as well. Apparently this was... Um, the Matrix. They, I don't know if they they didn't rip them off, but it seemed like they had similar ideas. And this movie came out before. It's definitely some parallels, and also reminded me of um, I guess like the aliens, if we want to call them aliens or whatever. They all looked like yeah, um, the strangers. Yeah, the strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like the main Cenobite from Hellraiser, Pinhead, you know, but without the pins. Yeah. Um, because they used corpses. Right. And they just Which, looked they just looked like Pinhead. They look pin, like yeah. um Uncle Fester from the Adams family. A little as well, yes. All bald. And white and big bald and white, yep. They had the eyes thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was uh, very interesting. I liked the story quite a bit. Uh, the ending was a little yeah. weak, but we can t- get into that when we get to that part. But I can't wait to talk about the ending. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was quite. Uh, yeah, it was like a bit of it was like a well-told mystery, and but like a a good amount of well-done acting, and uh, the amb- uh, the ambiance was really good too. Ambiance, like the whole atmosphere of the movie was good. It was like dark, but not like too dark, and it didn't take itself like too too seriously, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely some interesting elements that kept you, that kept you curious, uh, wanting for more. Where is this going? I didn't know. I didn't know either. And um, oh boy, what was I about to say? Oh, I liked that. Um, this is obviously a pretty dark movie, like in terms of like the lighting. But it was like one of those movies where the darkness, you can actually see what's happening. I hate, I hate yeah. that about some dark movies. You literally can't see what's on screen. But that, this movie didn't have that problem. So that was a big check mark for me. It was good. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves in movies is dark movies. You just can't see what's happening at all. Yeah, because like, what's the point in watching the movie? 
it's so frustrating. So we were good on that front. And you I know liked, who Roger Ebert is. Yes. He called this his best movie of 1998. Okay. Honestly, I could see that if like, honestly, I mean, it's not, it's pretty clear that we both weren't. Well, okay. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, obviously, but um, I mean, if you, all the way up to the last, maybe 10 minutes of this movie, I, I could see that being your favorite movie of a particular year. It was like a very good blending of genres done well. And yeah, it was just made for an interesting story. And I, the acting was pretty good too. No yes. issues. Yeah, it was. The uh, It's kind of refreshing sometimes. Like I'm not too familiar with um, the guy who played John Murdoch. Like, have you ever seen him in anything else? He was in a movie I watched last year called Old. Okay. Um. But while researching the movie, uh, I learned he was the villain in The Knight's Tale. Okay. He was also in The Legend of Zorro. Oh, the second Zorro movie. Uh-huh. Um, but I haven't seen much from him um, at all. It was kind of cool seeing someone I am not personally um, familiar with in like a, the leading role of what is a kind of like a big, I mean, there's some big name actors, but I think he sort of held his own. He did pretty well. Yeah. He Keeper it. Sutherland had a weird eye. That was cool. Yeah. He was, uh, his role was pretty cool too. Um, yeah. The guy who played John Murdoch, he had like a really interesting face. It made me like more engaged in his performance. I don't know. Some people just sort of have that sort of quality about them. And weird faces. Yeah, just like a really distinct face, you know. Uh, William Hurt played uh, Inspector Bumstead. Inspector Bumstead. Bumstead, yeah. Um, he's, he's always good in stuff he does. He died last year, but before that, he was a good actor. Yeah, I liked him as well. He was, I thought he was pretty good. Jennifer Connelly was fine in her small role, even though you said this is a Jennifer Connelly movie. Yeah, she was not in it nearly as much as I thought she was going to be. Of course, I knew nothing about the movie, really. Have you seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. Um, Mr. Hand, I guess kind of, maybe uh, the main one? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. was he the one that dies? I don't know. They all look the same to me. Uh, but he he was, I think he wrote it. He wrote the Rocky Horror Picture Show and was in it. Yeah, he plays freaking, um, what's his face? Riffraff. Riffraff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was wondering where I recognized him from. Yeah, Mr. Hand was like the guy who like got injected with John Murdoch's memories. Sort of like the main one. Not like the main. Oh, no, I think he was like the main. He was like the main, like the old guy who they. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy who was like leading the investigation, if you will, or whatever. He was the one at the end. Yes. When like. uh, He's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's like I, our xenomorphs don't, don't uh, collaborate while I'm dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was good too. It's nice. Ha- it's nice having a, a, like a film of this genre, like a sci-fi with just solid acting all around. 
And that way you don't have to, you're not so distracted by, I feel like that genre lends itself to perhaps poorer performances. Well, yeah, for sure. We've seen that. Yeah. Um, 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, a box office bomb, but yeah. um, it has developed some sort of a cult classic, even though I'd never heard of this movie before. Yeah. One thing I noticed, I mean, this feels like a small thing, but I mean, it's part of every movie. It's like the title sequence. The title sequence kind of sucked. Like, I don't know. Like, I know that's kind of like a weird thing to not like. But I find like the first two minutes, like sometimes can set the tone. And at first I was like, oh, gosh, (laughs) I was a little worried when I saw the title sequence. It just kind of felt rushed, maybe or something. I don't know. Not I was kind of worried when I saw his his naked butt. Like, oh, what yeah. are we getting into? We got some quick naked butt action, that's for sure. Yeah. That's okay, I guess. Yeah. Can do with some booty here and there, you know. Some man booty. This is like probably the first time that we've both watched the movie the same, like the the day of the podcast. It's so fresh. It is very fresh. Yep. Filmed in Australia. It made point, I guess it made $200,000 profit. Oh, so it just, you know, made a little bit of money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not great. No. What was the budget? $27 million. Okay. You know, they did, pretty well with, they did pretty well with that amount. That's not a lot. Well, yeah. It, a lot of, I guess, like special effects after filming mm-hmm. like uh william hurt do it he, he had to do flips um flips on a green space. screen and then <laughs> they added space in afterwards yeah but i thought like most of the visual effects as well, as well were pretty good except for what we witnessed at the end like the battle between the old guy and john you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we have to save that for the ending. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But there was also like some use of practical effects in this movie too, which were fun and done pretty well. Yeah, exploding heads and and such. Yeah, and like when um, when they're on that like dock, um, kind of at the beginning when they. How John kind of first meets the strangers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had that like swinging hand. Yep. That that, that whole kills thing. the guy. Mm-hmm. That part so was cool. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Hashtag cool. Hashtag cool. That's what we're all about here. Cool. At Dark City, they wanted to call this film something else because a year before a movie called Mad City came out, starring John Travolta and uh, Al. No, no, Dustin Hoffman. Okay. So right before, like, oh, do we call it like Dark Empire? But then they, they stuck with Dark City. It's not the greatest movie title, is it? Pretty, pretty bland, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it literally bland. is a dark city. I mean, I suppose so. I don't know. I think that title kind of sucks, but nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Uh, they could have done something a little better, but whatever. Anyways, you have any other notes before we get into uh, the real stuff? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
All right. Well, we already talked about um, how much we liked the acting. Yeah. But how much did you actually like it on a scale of one to 10? Well, for me, I would say if I were to pick the weakest performance, it would probably be Rufus. How do you say his name? Rufus Sewell? Uh, Rufus Sewell, I'm going to say, but there's no A. Rufus Sewell? No, he's British. Yeah. Sewell. Yeah. He was probably the weakest performance, in my opinion. Not to say that it was bad, but I mean, if I were, I'm just being a little nitpicky. And it's just a little unfortunate he's the lead actor. But I guess maybe uh, him being on the screen most often lends itself to being the most critiqued. Maybe I'm being a little unfair. But besides that, and not to say, again, that it was a bad performance, it was pretty great overall. So I have an eight for acting. That's ridiculous. Um, I thought the acting was relatively good throughout the whole movie. From yeah. front to back, uh, ending included, I guess. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's Rufus Sewell, Sewell, Rufus Sewell as John Murdoch, William Hurt as Frank Bumstead, Kiefer Sutherland uh, as the doctor who, yeah, that whole character. Um, get that guy an Oscar. They did when they were in the car going to uh, the fake. Uh, Shell Beach. Yep. They got close to his, to Kiefer's face, and you can see the thing over his eye. It looked not real at all. It looked oh, like the Play Doh on his eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that kind of took it away from me a little bit. But um, Jennifer Connolly was fine as well as Emma. Unfortunately, she didn't really have um, a huge role. Yeah. Was she the only female in the movie? They, this film would not have passed the Bechdel test. I'm pretty sure. Also, um, before I get into my score, how did you feel about the strangers being able to put people to sleep? Um, how did I feel about it? Yeah, like the the kind of power that that they had to just go sleep, and then they would. It did fall sort asleep. of. It did sort of feel like uh, it was put in there to make the story easier to tell, maybe. I don't know. But I didn't really, I didn't really notice. Well, okay, they can do it, whatever. Yeah, I don't know if I would like that as a superpower or not. Sleep. Um, I had no issues, um, and I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Why was my 8 ridiculous? Um... I was just creating conflict within our podcast. Oh, trying to create some infighting. Keeps the people listening, yeah. Right. Well, just you wait till you hear what I'm going to say five minutes from now. Stay tuned. Um, I'll go first for the ending. Okay. I'll get some of my ideas out of the way. Okay. Uh, My first note was, what was that ending? Mm -hmm. The movie itself uh, was a little strange. Uh, at the beginning, which I thought was great, uh, no issue with that. Yeah, it needed to be a little, a little off, uh, a little, a uh, little iffy mm-hmm. um, for us for to sell the story and stuff. Yeah, um, but I I felt like the be- the beginning and the middle 
that was like its own um it had its own rules going on and then we hit the ending and then like everything changed right they they find obviously shell beach we kind of knew that it probably wasn't a real place in like in the in the place they were um, but they yeah. visit that wall and then all of a sudden they have um they have sledgehammers and are uh sledgehamming sledgehammering the wall great uh, before that though they they were paddling i don't know if you noticed that but they i did they paddle a little bit um i wonder if that was real anyways then all of a sudden william hurt is out he's gone doing backflips yeah and then another another guy um and he looked he didn't look dead but he didn't really look like anything was going on so i guess <laughs> i guess he died yeah i guess so they didn't really explain that or show that at all um and then we get the cool i'll i'll give them the cool reveal that it was a city in space i didn't think about the movie too much as i was watching it so i wasn't trying to ruin it for me but i guess it makes sense that there was a city in space mm-hmm. um but then we get the flying dudes and then he rufus um well, i guess he's john he can like melt stuff with his brain too yeah so there's a lot going on um it all happened so fast i think that was an issue that i had was that it all happened within 25 minutes of the end of the movie and it was it was hard to wrap my head around it if it was like the second like the half the, the last half of the movie if that was weird they were flying and using their tuning abilities to kill other people great i would have been on board yeah but they just flipped a switch and that was it i gave it a 4.5 out of 10 okay that is very fair yeah and they did they had problems like with they didn't explain why john could tune like why could he do that Oh, did you, you catch? Did, yeah, did you catch it and I missed it, or? Um, I, I read the, the Wikipedia, and it just said that he could do it when he woke up. So, like, something went wrong when they were replacing his memories, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden he could, he could do it. It's so weird though, because that other um, detective, you know, he was saying that he. I can't remember his name now. But he's like, oh, yeah. Bumstead. Not Bumstead. Oh, the, no, the, the, dude, other. the dude who jumped in front of the train. Yeah, him. Because he said the same thing happened to him. He was like, oh, yeah, something went wrong. And I, you know, woke up or whatever. But he didn't. He couldn't tune all of a sudden. Anyway, I thought that was weird that he could do that. And then you're right. Like, it felt kind of rushed at the end. It's like, all of a sudden, um, Kiefer Sutherland, you know, like injects his memories back into his brain, you know, sneaky boy stuff. He's like, you can kill them. You can do it. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then he like, yeah, it was rushed and stupid. And 
it did that thing like the last movie where it's like, we need a good ending. Let's make it happy. It's like, okay, let's do it. And it just, it just didn't land. So yeah, my, and the battle as well with like the old guy and, and John was really cheesy. Yeah. It looked like a Dragon Ball Z fight. It was like, oh, their brain beam is like meeting in the middle and it's creating like a big ball of brain energy. It was like, it's like, wow, this is really stupid. You, you were doing so well. So, uh, yeah, for ending, I'd put a put down a three. And the ending sucked, unfortunately. Yeah, that's okay. Not all can be winners. No. All right, well, um, so with that, you gave it a, an eight for acting and a three for ending. So I'm yeah. excited to hear what your score out of 10 is going to be. Yeah, so I'm definitely leaning. My, my final score takes into account the, fir- the first part of the movie more than I'm, the ending. I'm trying to like not just see the ending and base my score off of that. I really enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the story. I liked the dark, like the sort of the dark themes um yeah it was a pretty well-rounded movie but despite the the ending i give it a six and a half out of ten the ending hurt the score i'm not gonna lie to you the 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 ending hurt interesting i also gave it a 6.5 out of 10 oh so i did i didn't really the ending hurt the score but i still kind of i put more weight in the in the acting in the first three quarters um roger ebert i love this movie so much uh he called it a great visionary achievement okay in the san francisco chronicle uh their movie guy peter stack wrote that the film was among the most memorable cinematic ventures in recent years and maybe there's nothing wrong with a movie that is simply sensational to look at i didn't i didn't feel the same way but I because maybe that's because it's 2023 now. This movie came out in 1998. So although it didn't exactly hold up visually, Dragon Ball Z fight in mind, that is no fault of its own. And I didn't penalize it for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, exceeded my expectations as a movie. It was fun to watch. I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. So 6.5 out of 10. It was definitely like a good movie. Not perfect, obviously, but you know, good. And I would, I would recommend it to people for like a diff, something different. Like it's not like any other movie I've seen. I like, although I did talk about what it's similar to. It's it's also different than other than other movies. Go to your local movie store, rent Dark City, starring Jennifer Connelly and nobody else. You'll have a nice time. Could have used maybe uh, a few more minutes. Kind of flesh out some ideas, but 6.5 out of 10, unfortunately, the worst movie we watched in 2023. Sure was, sure was, but memorable. And in English. As well, I know how much you enjoy that. Okay, well, that was that was uh, Dark City. Great, it was fun. For the last five days, I thought the movie was called Dead City. So when I went to look it up, um, apparently that's the name of the new Walking Dead uh, series coming out. Of course, Not there's the many movie, of those. this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, that show was still going on for very up until very recently. And then yes. Ended. Should have been done a while ago, I think. But Yeah. Anyways, I am... Um, I am not one to hold my next week's movie from our audience. Oh, you so decided, have, few, have you? I have a few questions for you. I did look a few days ago because I knew this was coming up. Uh-huh. So I picked, I had a movie in mind, but then I forgot oh. until I, until tonight. And then I looked up, you know, good movies from the 1960s. And then I saw it. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, we'll see if, we'll see if Jesse has seen it. Okay. Not. Okay. So I have two in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen any of them. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you saw half of it, half of one of these once. Maybe not. So the first movie I have in mind is Rosemary's Baby from the year 1968. Mm-hmm. It's been weeks since we've seen a bad horror movie, but apparently Rosemary's Baby, not a bad horror movie. Right. Uh, quite the opposite. It's it's on like all the lists for best movies in the 1960s. It is a Roman Polanski, though. I don't know how you feel about Roman Polanski. Right. Well, I know that it has been on my list to watch. I have not seen it, though. Oh, Interesting. Okay. It's a little bit on the longer side. Yeah, what are we looking at? Uh, it's 137 minutes, which is two hours and 17 minutes. Uh, that's not too bad. It's like a half an hour more than than this one. Okay. Yep. What's the other one? The sec- second movie is the first James Bond movie, Dr. No. Have you seen Dr. No? I haven't seen any James Bond movies that doesn't have Daniel Craig in it. Interesting. Not a single one. I haven't seen Goldeneye. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen Pierce Brosnan. I haven't seen any Sean Connery. I haven't seen any of them. Well, this is a Sean Connery one. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's only 109 minutes, uh, which is... That is an hour very and short. Well, it's it's an hour and forty. It's an hour and forty minutes. Wait, oh, you said one hundred and nine. My bad. My bad. For some reason, I thought you said sixty nine. Oh, oh, very <laughs> short. Um, okay, but I think we're gonna go Rosemary's Baby okay, for cool. episode forty three. Cool with that. Um, let's. I mean, it would definitely be at your local. Uh, oh yeah, video store. I'm sure it will be. Rosemary's Baby. I read this as a child. Um, my my mother had this book, Rosemary's Baby, and she like let me read it for some reason. And I was probably like ten or eleven years old, reading this book, and I still think about it. Let's say that's a far too young to be reading that book. I'm pretty sure. I was pretty good at reading back then. Not so much in terms of difficulty, in terms of maybe of content. Oh yeah, no, that's what I mean for sure. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's on anything, so I'll have to go to my local video store and pick pick it up. Yep. 
Um, maybe it's on Prime. I don't know. I feel like every time I look up a movie and it says, watch now, like when you, you know, it says the little Amazon Prime video thing says, watch now. I'm like, oh, great. And then I go on there and every time it's like, no, it's not on here, actually. Sorry. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, but you can rent it, though, if you want. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's been the $4.99, but then I can just go to the video store, spend $4. Or I could just, you know, stream it for free from some dubious website. You just start taking pictures of these DVDs so we can post them. I should start doing that. Okay, great. Um, and have you picked your movie for episode 44 yet? Or are you going to do that in a week? I'll probably have to do that in a week. I have not even thought about it. I should really start like planning out my movies so I don't have to do this. Well, that's sort of fun. I do know that I really like, I'm really enjoying movies from the 90s right now, so... I would maybe perhaps anticipate that again, but as you Google weird nineties movies. No, 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 no. I would never. Uh, Rosemary's baby from 1968 dark city from 1998. Ooh, totally on purpose, right? No, right. Dr. No on IMDb's, um, list of best nineties or, Best 60s movies, 31. Rosemary's Baby on list of best 60s movies, 7. Number 1, 2001, Space Odyssey. That is, I don't understand. That movie, yeah, that movie looks really good, but I can't say that I really get it. But, no, like, I understand, like, most of the themes and all that, but I don't really get why people didn't like it so much. Roger Ebert, um, when talking about the movie Dark City, he said that watching it for the first time, it reminded him of when he watched 2001 A Space Odyssey for the first time. Oh, high praise. Yeah, I don't get it. Good movie. Yeah. All right, well, um, anything else you want to... Oh, yeah, quickly, I wanted to ask you what movies, if you watched any movies this week that weren't podcast-related. I have not watched a movie in the year 2023 that hasn't been podcast-related. There is a movie that just came out on Disney Plus called The Menu that I wanted to watch on my birthday weekend, Yeah, but never, it didn't, it didn't happen. So that might be the first movie that um, that we do. It might even be a good podcast. Well, I don't know if it'll be a good podcast movie, but what about you? I watched Adam's Family Values. Nice. For the first time. It was a weird movie, but it was good. Is that the, that's not the first one, though. No, it's the second one. Have you seen The Adam's Family? Nope. At least not like, I don't remember watching it, but it feels like one of those movies I could have very easily have watched as a kid and just don't remember. Why did you watch the second one over the first one? I went on Netflix to see if I could find a movie that both Mackenzie and I would want to watch. And I, I was scrolling through and then all of a sudden Adam's Family Values came up. 
and she was she seemed very keen so i was like let's watch it because she remembers this movie fondly the first adam's family was was very good right. i watched it like uh, probably a year ago maybe yeah um and i had low expectations for it and it was funny story was great but i have not seen adam's family values it was good also so there you go uh, adam's family 1991 movie has 67 percent on rotten tomatoes if family values is higher than that i'm pretty sure Seventy-five. Wow. It's because you were watching Wednesday, and you're like, "Oh, I should yeah, dig, I into, like, dig more into this." It's kind of on the mind, you know. I also was reminded of a show a couple of weeks ago that I would wa- I watched as a kid. It's called The New Adams Family. Did you ever watch that? Mm, it maybe was on, it was on YTV. It was live action. Uh, it sounds familiar. Let me just take a look at the picture. The theme song is very, uh, um, like I've mentioned this show to a couple of people and they go, I don't know. And I play the theme song like, oh yeah, I remember that. Y- yeah. I've definitely seen that show before. Yeah. It was a good one. The theme song is Uncle, insanely Uncle good. Fester. Yep. Um, well, maybe I'll have to, uh, add that to the end. Of this episode, just so people know what you're talking about. Yeah, you should. Okay. Finish season one of Ted Lasso. Oh, did you? Season one of Ted Lasso is probably one of, if not the best seasons of television I've ever seen. It's very feel-goody. That's what I've heard. It, it had it had everything. Good soundtrack. Good acting. Uh positive vibes yeah. funny they you know it hit in the feels too had everything perfect season two not as good well you know you can't you can't always uh duplicate perfection you know exactly but ted lasso season one I definitely recommend it head out to your your favorite local video store i'm sure they have the dvd waiting for you probably Tell them your mother ate my dogs and you. They'll know what to do with that. Yeah, they'll know what that means. That'll that'll give you a... You know how sometimes you mention a name, you get like, you know, a 10% discount. You'll actually have to pay 10% extra if you mention her name. So just keep that in mind. That's interesting. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was fun. It was. It is every time. We have we have a fun old time when we when we do this. Fun old time in the year twenty twenty three. Wow. Boom on two platforms. Can you believe it's All only right. seven more years until the year three thousand? Okay. Oh, okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Please enjoy. Oh. The new Adams family. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Welcome to the Adams family.